This is Calm and Cozy, episode 58. You're listening to the Calm and Cozy podcast. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia, rest, and self-care coach. I'm also an artist, avid crocheter, expert napper, and occasional blogger. This podcast is full of practical advice for anyone looking for relief from insomnia symptoms, racing thoughts, and bedtime anxiety. I also cover general sleep topics, stress relief, and peaceful self-care rituals. If your life could use a little less busyness and a little more stillness, fill up your diffuser and find your coziest blanket because you're in the right place. This episode is sponsored by Zenbev. Zenbev is an all-natural, organic, and vegan powdered drink mix that has been clinically proven to relieve anxiety and promote calm, restful, healthy sleep. Zenbev is available in chocolate and lemon flavor and is non-habit forming and mixes well with water, milk, or your favorite milk substitute. Zenbev offers free shipping worldwide and you can save 10% off your order right now with the coupon code SLEEPCOACH10 at zenbev.com. Today we're going to talk about the magic of melatonin. And before you get all, I thought you didn't believe in melatonin, let me just make it clear. I'm talking about the melatonin made naturally in your body. Not just the melatonin that you buy off the shelf in pill or liquid form. So, what is melatonin? It's a hormone that's produced by various tissues in the body, but today we're talking about the melatonin made specifically in the pineal gland. We all have a pineal gland. It's situated in the center of the brain. Melatonin regulates our sleep-wake cycles, also called our circadian rhythm, or our internal body clock and is triggered by our eye's detection of light and dark. The pineal gland produces melatonin when there's an absence of light in the retina. Night is the pineal gland's peak hours of production, and this is what makes us feel sleepy. When the eye detects a large amount of light during the day, melatonin production drops, causing us to feel awake and maintaining a feeling of alertness throughout the day. So, in general, the pineal gland turns on in the evening and then off in the morning, cycling us through sleepiness and awakeness. Synthetic melatonin can be helpful in maintaining sleep-wake cycles in blind people and can improve sleep for shift workers and people struggling with jet lag. The problem that I have with synthetic melatonin is that it's the go-to for people who are having short-term sleep issues. It's sold over-the-counter and in many cases in the vitamin aisle, but it comes with possible side effects and possible drug interactions, so it's not the natural herbal supplement that people think it is. Melatonin pills do the same job that melatonin in the body does. It regulates our sleep-wake cycles. Now, if you're suddenly having problems sleeping and you go out and you buy some melatonin, you're self-diagnosing and you're self-prescribing without knowing what the real issue is. 
I am not anti-melatonin pills if a qualified professional has prescribed them and if they're working for you. I know many people who take melatonin and love it. It's working for them. Their doctor prescribed it. I do believe that if you're having sleep issues, you should see your doctor about it and you should ask about having a sleep study done to rule out other causes. In episode 31, titled, Is Melatonin Safe?, I go deeper into the possible side effects and dangers of synthetic melatonin. Now that my rant's out of the way, let's talk about some simple ways that you can work with your body to regulate your sleep-wake cycle and become a melatonin-making machine. Knowing what we know about light and dark and how it affects our feelings of alertness and sleepiness, we can start with waking up and creating an environment full of natural light. When your alarm wakes you in the morning, turn on a light to signal to your pineal buddy that it's time to wake up. Open the curtains, drink your coffee, tea, or your smoothie out on the front step or in the backyard. Go for a walk if you have time. If you do spend time outdoors in the morning, put your sunglasses away for the first couple minutes so that your eyes can adjust to daylight and your brain gets the signal. If you work in an environment full of bright, fluorescent lighting all day, or you stare at a computer screen for hours, or both, take special care to spend your evening away from the same light that you've been exposed to all day. Blue light and junk light can be overstimulating, and your body and brain need some time to relax and unwind before bed. Screen use and poor sleep has become such an epidemic that blue blocker glasses aren't just for shift workers anymore. A lot of modern retailers are selling stylish glasses that you can wear during the day to protect your eyes from all the screens and overhead lights that we're exposed to daily. My friends over at True Dark have quite the selection of blue light blocking glasses. You can find them at truedark.com. Hey, did you know that coffee beans are full of melatonin? Before you go drinking six cups a day and then claiming that it's actually good for your sleep, I should tell you that the caffeine in coffee neutralizes the melatonin. So yeah, sucks for you. Caffeine is a stimulant that reduces melatonin levels in the body. So keep the caffeine as a morning drink only, please. Other ways to make melatonin work for you. In the evening, Dim the lights in your home to prepare your mind for sleep. Use lamps or dimmer switches to keep the lights low and sleepy. Avoid screens after sunset. I know that's difficult for a lot of people, myself included, but our constant use of technology is killing our sleep. We really have to learn to put down our phones and turn off our TVs and find other things to do in the evening. At the very least, please install blue light filters on your laptop, your e-readers, your tablets, your smartphones. Blue light filters cast a subtle pink glow on the screen, blocking harmful blue light and can be programmed to turn on and off at the times that you choose. Look for the filter installed on your phone already or in the app store and then use it. Taking a hot, relaxing bath can also produce melatonin and make us feel sleepy. I would warn that your bath shouldn't happen too close to bedtime because going to bed warm can make it hard to fall asleep. 
Give yourself an hour between a hot water soak and crawling into bed. Can I just address this term crawling into bed for a minute? I seem to use it a lot and I smirk every time I do. I kind of picture an adult crawling across their bedroom floor and then crawling into your bed and hiding under the blankets. I guess if you sleep in a bed that's close to the ground, it could be considered crawling. Mine's more like falling in slow motion, but that doesn't sound as good in a podcast episode. As you're falling into bed in slow motion tonight, try to keep the temperature between 60 and 67 degrees. How would you describe the act of getting into bed? Sometimes mine's more like hover, a light squat, and then followed by half roll. I'll try to use that in my next blog post somehow. I read somewhere that the body creates a surge of melatonin between 10 p.m. and midnight. So remember that the next time you leave the room to go to bed before everybody else. As your family members are making fun of you, you can confidently respond with, I have to get ready for bed now. I have a hot date with a melatonin surge at 10 p.m. I've also heard that sleeping in a cool bedroom helps with melatonin production. I believe the explanation was that our body temperature drops as we're in our initial stages of sleep. So if we're already feeling cool before we fall asleep, it signals to our brain that we're ready for it, and then melatonin is produced. I don't think I really explained that correctly, but it's like melatonin is this little elf that's waiting to drop glittery dollops of melatonin every time he gets the signal that sleep's coming. I know that didn't make sense either, but if all you got from that was the weird melatonin elf fantasy, my job here is done. According to lifespa.com, people who meditate produce more melatonin than people who don't. Relaxation techniques like meditation, deep breathing, and prayer help to lower stress hormones in the body. And when the body is low in stress, melatonin is free to do its thing. Let's talk about melatonin-friendly food. If you're hungry for an evening snack, try one that's melatonin-rich, like walnuts, cherries, goji berries, almonds, pineapple, bananas, or oranges. Foods that are rich in tryptophan can also up your melatonin production. Tryptophan is an essential amino acid and one of the precursors to melatonin. Foods that contain tryptophan and would make a good snack are soy nuts, if anyone snacks on soy nuts, cottage cheese, pumpkin seeds, almonds, and yogurt. This episode's sponsor, Zenbev, is made of pumpkin seeds and would be an excellent choice for an evening drink to get your melatonin machine working. Zenbev is a powdered drink mix that can be taken at night or in the morning with different results. Before bed, Zenbev promotes relaxation and restful sleep by stimulating melatonin production in your body. Zenbev also works with your body's magic to create serotonin, which is the happy hormone. Taken day or night, serotonin can help with anxiety. Zenbev comes in two flavors, chocolate and lemon. Using a shaker bottle gave me the best results, and the first time I tried it, I admit I was waiting for it to taste weird or nutty at least, it didn't. It was really good. It had no weird aftertaste, and I even started craving the chocolate flavor after a few nights. Although Zenbeb is not a product that you have to fear becoming dependent on. 
It only took a few nights of taking Zenbed before bed that I noticed I was falling asleep faster because my usually busy mind was racing less. You can buy Zenbev at zenbev.com and be sure to use my coupon code SLEEPCOACH10 to save 10% off your order. Zenbev is a Canadian-made product, but they ship all over the world for free, so my international listeners can get in on this deal too. I've been thinking about my own sleep-wake cycle lately because I'm a dork, but mostly because I'm going to be traveling. In two weeks, I leave for a solo trip to Abbotsford, British Columbia. I'm from the Toronto area, and we are three hours ahead here. My flight leaves at 7.40 in the morning from Hamilton, and then I'll be in the air for about five hours, landing in Abbotsford a few minutes before 10 a.m. their time. It's pretty cool that I'm not losing travel time, and that I'll have the whole day ahead of me, but I'm a little worried about my sleep later. My internal body clock's pretty healthy. Every morning I wake up without an alarm around 7. And every night I start to feel tired around 9. The week I'm in another time zone, I'll be ready for bed when everyone else is sitting down to dinner around 6 o'clock. As the ultimate sleep nerd, I have a plan. I will be wearing my True Dark Daywalker glasses on the plane to block junk light and keep my melatonin machine working properly. If needed, I will have a short, refreshing afternoon nap. And let's face it, if I need a nap on a normal day in my own time zone, I will definitely need one after a flight that goes three hours backwards in time. I will spend my first few evenings especially engaging in relaxing activities. I bought two novels yesterday that I'll bring with me. I'm also a crochet freak, and as long as my crochet hook isn't confiscated at the airport, I'll have a relaxing, creative project to work on. Reading is an excellent before-bed activity. Did you know that six minutes of reading can be enough to reduce stress levels by more than two-thirds? Yeah. Part of my time away will be working on an upcoming, soon-to-be-announced project. I've booked the first half of my week at a sweet little Airbnb where I can work, but I'm also going to limit my screen time to daylight hours only. I'm going to bring the usual sleep gadgets with me, my earplugs, an eye mask in case my room's brighter than I'm used to, and my favorite essential oil roller blend. It's called Tranquil. Plant therapy makes it, and it's beautiful. Tranquil's going to go on my wrists and the soles of my feet at bedtime. I am pulling out all the magic tricks, friends, because I will not spend my entire vacation week fantasizing about my next nap. So... Have you learned a few things about your amazing body and how you can work with it to make melatonin your friend? I hope so. Let me know how it goes. All of the products that I've mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes and can also be found on my website at sleepcoachbeth.com. I still have bethwyattcoaching.com, but I'm slowly transitioning over to sleepcoachbeth.com, so both of them will work. And I'm also on Instagram at sleepcoachbeth. This has been the Calm and Cozy Podcast. Thank you as always for listening, my beautiful bedtime thinkers. Until next time, sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom who listens to my podcast every night as she falls asleep. Good night, mama.